This is the Shep Show. 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 I feel really good now. Three. Keep drinking that honey juice. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make up. When things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. In a transitional world, okay. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know, and sometimes you don't think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it, it happens. It's skateboarding. It's you know, it happens game, every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take like over the streets. Street. Hey, Derek, you there? Yes, sir. All right, cool, man. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I, uh, I got you on as a guest. Um, psyched on the Skype. Yeah, this is a. For those listening, um, tonight's guest is Derek Fukuhara, but uh, he's on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the first Skype uh, Shetler show that we've done. And uh, oh, I got some feedback going on. So bear with us today. Hopefully it doesn't break in and out. I think we both have pretty good internet connections, though. You do all right over here. I'm in the other room because the uh, kitchen's caffeinated right now. So Six. I had to go to the bedroom. Sick. We got Six. work going on. All right. So. Um, I kind of want to get into it, man. I just want to ask, like, how's your day going today, Dave? Dude, I had a good day. What'd you do? What'd cool. You do? Straight up. Um, let's see. My chick had the day off. Uh, slept in, but then I woke up, did some, um, worked on the computer a little bit, and then hit up my little homie Bryce, and we got a breakfast burrito, and then we got some coffee, and we cruised around downtown Long Beach and, like, just shot some photos and shit. Damn, sick. Just trying what? to get some, like, Instagram content for Caffeinated Kitchen and stuff, but... Hey, what's your idea of waking up late? <sighs> Today was, like, 10, 30, 11. Oh, that's not bad. That's like, Yeah, yeah. That's, like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple, yeah. That's right, man. How's the weather out there right now? Perfect. It was kind of cold for out here last week. It was, like, it snowed in IE. Damn, crazy. In, like, San Diego. Like in Temecula and shit, and then in San Diego it snowed. It was crazy, and then it was getting into like the mid to low 40s during the day, or <laughs> something like that. So it was like people were tripping. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's back to like 80 fucking <laughs> in January, like in the day now. Yeah, because I got on my phone, I screenshotted um, our our weather today, and it was three degrees. <laughs> Dude, what was ours? Ours was had to have been like 72, like so nice. That's awesome. Damn, my phone. beautiful. Yeah, I took a screenshot and I was like, here, check it out, because we're on Skype. I think you can see it. <laughs> three degrees, That's dude. three, dude. Turn it sideways, it looks like a ball sack. <laughs> a ball? I don't even know what that feels like. It's 61 right now and it's dark out. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so jealous. I've been waking up, Derek, and like going from my car, from my front door to my car, and I'm like... It's three degrees. I'm fucking shaking like crazy. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I got to let my dogs out. And Amber likes to, like, just sit out there for, like, 20 minutes and almost no way. zero. Yeah. So Elwood's over it, huh? He just jumps right back in the house. Yeah, Elwood goes quick. I think he's paranoid because he's a little dog. So, like, he thinks someone's going to get him. But Amber's a little bigger, so she's just flunked. She's got, she's got a little more insulation than Elwood. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, do you, I don't think you do, but do you have any pets? 
No, we don't. We have this like a uh, like this fat cat that hangs out on our porch, like in the little compound oh, in the back house area. You got a lurker? He's so sick. He's awesome. He just talks back to you always. He's like Garfield, but gray. He eats lasagna and ravioli and shit. No, for he's real. tight. Um, but we just we just uh, dog sat like two dogs in a row. So we had like so we did that. But they were like little dogs. They're little, you know, little dogs. They were like Elwood, but like were they yappy though? The first one was chill, and the second one was pretty. Like she just paced. Oh. She was like a chihuahua mix. She just paced everywhere, like yeah, just real bad anxiety when they're separate. Mm-hmm. Crazy man. Sure. What's going? But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What's, uh, what's going on with those headphones? Those look sick, man. Dude, I got these. There's some Sony joints. I don't know. Me and Chuck. Me and Chuck did some work for Sony, and we got hooked up. They hooked yeah. us up with some headphones. They look like space aids. They're like shiny and like. They're looking. Dude, they're like some crazy Sony joints, like. Damn, those are sick. I I was like trying to sell them, but they had us. They had me and Chuck skate in this this um. They were filming us in slow mo with light up wheels a couple years ago. Oh, and I saw something of that, dude. And How then the- they were they played it at EDC for all the kids that were like on acid and Molly and shit. <laughs> what did you see though? I'm guessing it's, it's a rave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like some crazy. I don't know what it stands for. It's like. I don't even want to butcher it, but it's like some crazy rave that they do everywhere. And so we, Sony, Filmy, and Chuck just like skating around in slow mo with uh, light up shit. And then we had the headphones on; they kept falling off my head and stuff. Like so, they're all busted. Were they like? Was Sony like here? You have to take ecstasy because this is a rave. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, all right, guys, here you go, Chuck. Open your mouth. Was it just a big party though? It was cool. No, no, we literally just um, met up one night with the homies, and it actually was this dude, Jay, who I used to work with at Ezekiel, who ended up shooting it. So we just pushed around downtown Santa Ana with, like, light-up wheels for, like, a couple hours, and they ended up, like, hooking us up with headphones and giving us, like, a little check. Oh, that's so cool, man. That's really cool. That's, like, uh, easy money, and you get to play around with uh, wheels that are glowing, too, and filming. Good food. (laughs) Take care of you. Yeah, that's right. When I, uh, I've done some like work like that before too, where you're just kind of like, um, with like Zuyoric, I used to do, uh, they had those roach commercials. So I just, they had like a director and everything real official. And like we did some cool stuff and like got paid for it. I like that. It was like it's cool standing just, around for money. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cool to be a part of like that type of production yeah. and like getting to see the back end of like how it works and like the, you know, people on set and like what people do, even though it's a lot of standing around, like, yeah, it's cool though. I, I one time with uh, Sumner when I was riding for Birdhouse and living where you're at now in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went. Uh, he was in a movie, and it was like a, I think it was like a Hollywood production, but it was like a teen movie, you know. So all the actors were like supposed to be like kids. high school and shit, but they're all like 24, chain smoking off the side when the cameras. <laughs> But they're playing like sixteen year olds. Like, of course, there was like the heartthrob, like skateboarder, and he had to do he had to do like a trick over someone or something. And I just remember, like, I just tagged along for for the day, and it was a full production, dude. I I never seen anything like that. Like crazy catering, it's like yeah. food catering, real shit. actress. Like I 
someone would probably know her. I don't even remember her name, but like I just remember she had to have been like twenty five, maybe even twenty six. Looked a little older because she's like she looked young, but like I, I seen her smoking cigarettes. So I'm like she's clearly like, but she looked she's playing like a sixteen year old. I'm like, how the hell did you pull this off? Crazy, dude. That's tight. He probably got paid good if he skated in it because you get. Oh, Sumner probably did. I was just like following him around. I would have gladly checked that one out. <laughs> yeah, dude, you'd definitely be killing it out here if that was. If you lived out here, there's so many opportunities for that man. I showed up to a casting. I don't have an agent or anything, but a couple times I've showed up because I've had friends be like, "Oh, they're looking for like some Asian skater or something like that." So I roll up to the skate park for the casting call, and I see like Kevin Romar, Jacob Wilder, Ethan Loy. I see, like, and then, like, Romar's like, yo, I got paid, like, five Gs for doing, like, a T-Mobile or Call of Duty commercial or something like that. Like, you're like, hell yeah, get it. Sick, yeah. Like, it's there, dude. That's, like, one of the good things that about skateboarding being so popular. Yeah, absolutely. Is, like, when the, the homies, because everybody's trying to market it and advertise it and stuff. So when you see, like, real homies, real skaters, like, getting these gigs... Yeah, you know, like yeah, like, that always yeah. trips me out when I see like a movie and I'm like, I don't even know who that is, or like, mm-hmm. or, you're like, who the fuck is that? They're not even like you can tell they just grabbed some Joe that like had a board and probably didn't skate that much, and you're like, yeah, he's like some model dude who skated like ten years ago and he like pushes Mongo. He like learned how to roll off a curb and it's like in his it's in his resume that he like knows how to skateboard. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather the homie get like that quick cash and like pay his rent and like keep skating and doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's money that skate money can never bring you like Have you done other stuff like that? I, I think you have, right? I know you have yeah, photos. I've done like Yeah. I've done like Apple shit, Google shit, Sony shit. Like what what exactly though? Like they took photos of you skating or video or one time um, like when I showed up to that one casting call where I saw Romar and Jacob Wilder and stuff, it was for a Google commercial and I ended up getting, um, casted for it. And I went to Pink's motel pool, that like pool, the, that OG sick ass pool. Yeah, I've seen it. And it was like me, Patrick Melcher and some other kid. Well, Patrick and Melcher, a name yes. I haven't heard him forever. Dude. So Illinois, right? Is he from Chicago? Right? Yeah. He's, I think he's from Chicago. He's Midwest. <laughs> Dude, they had this fool, like, dropping in and doing rocks to fakies in, like, a mascot head. <laughs> like, some gnarly, like, t- he's, you know, he's, like, pretty skinny. He's super skinny dude. Oh, he's, like, all top-heavy, and he's dropping in in the deep end and doing rock to fakies. <laughs> and, like, he, like, rolled up the death box because he couldn't see. It was, like, super sketchy. Does, and Google, I'm just, does Google have a mascot? Who, what was the mascot all about? I have no idea what it was for. Oh, well. it was It was just... The head. He didn't. It's not like he had the whole body or anything. So like they had him do that, and I did like ten no complies on the deck while he was doing that. Damn, you got off easy. <laughs> yeah. And then they he had. I got paid the same too. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. He almost got smoked. He rolled up the death box. He dropped in, and he couldn't see, and he went up the little gap oh, thing. God, so scary. Yeah, and then he almost fell backward, like rolling out of the bowl. Like, you know, when you just jump up on the deck, yeah. I felt like he was going to fall back into the bowl because he was all top heavy and he's all skinny. That's literally a nightmare of mine. Doing, Dude. Losing your balance at the top and just like, ah! Yeah. Oh, my God. So sketchy. And then then they had that fool, like, looking at a phone, and I just carved over the light, like, like for 10 takes. Like, the funnest thing ever. I get to go to Pink's Motel Pool and carve over the light. And um, we ended up getting paid, like, 1500 for the day. And we literally skated for, like, I did, like, ten no complies and ten carbs over the light. Damn. And then we got residuals. Damn. So, like, every couple of weeks we were getting checks, and it ended up being, like, 
seven after taxes, like seven G's or some shit like that. Damn, sick. That's like um, divide that up. I mean, just one day, fifteen hundred. That's 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 your month of living right there. Your month. amazing, yeah. That's awesome for one day. <laughs> Dude, it's like the best thing you could ever. I don't know. And like residuals and stuff. Like you get a check for like seventeen hundred bucks. You're like looking at it like. It's like, oh, what's your kid on this? This is nice. Yeah, it's just like save, you know, like savings, like whatever. Like, what is a skater kid gonna do with seventeen hundred bucks? Like, just be hyped and get some uh, weed and beer and fill your gas tank up and then go like <laughs> buy your homie like a burger from In and Out. Damn, In and Out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm missing it, man. Like I said, it's three degrees right here. When we were just in Long Beach, we were just in California. We, we, we met up with you. Um, we did a trip to California. Um, if you want to check it out, um, just type in the hashtag AIN Cali Trippin' or just go to All I Need Skate on Instagram and and there's tons of photos and the hashtags in there. And you can check out all the photos and we actually have a video up on allineedskate.com of us skating syndrome. And actually, Derek, we have um, the hundreds. Dan's going to make an edit from there too mm-hmm. when we skated there and then mm-hmm. active as well. And then he's going to put a little street montage together, too. I, I know we're going to release it in episodes, but did you see the first yeah. one? Yeah, I saw the first one. I really like that you're going to do it in episodes. I think that's sick. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's like you get to come like, along on the trip with us, you know? It's like what we did with, like, the world shit and the Ride Channel stuff. It's so sick. Yeah, exactly, man. I don't want to, like, burst my bubble seeing your whole trip in one sitting. Like, spread that out. <laughs> exactly. You know? Let it linger through a month or whatever. Well, we skateboarded for 13 days straight, dude. It was insane, like... Just straight every day waking up from sun up to sundown, just like out skating either at a park or street skating. We street skated, I think, every day. There's so much new stuff to us that we're just like so sore and tired a weekend, but it's like it's new. So you're like, ah, oh, I just got to get loose and get something here because it looks so cool. We skated endless ditches, man. It was so sick. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. On those trips where you're not so conditioned. Yeah. Because, like, you're back home and it's, like, snowing and you're working, so you skate Skater's Edge at night or, like, whatever. Mm. You're, like, not on your board that much because of the weather. And then you go on a trip like that and the first, like, you skate so hard the first two days because you're, like, a little kid again. And then you get so sore. Yeah. But then you keep going to spots that are amazing, so you just skate through your soreness. And then your body starts getting conditioned, like, five days in where you go- you feel, like... You feel it. I don't know. Like, yeah, you can even feel like you could skate. Your condition, you could skate for hours, and you're sore, but you can like skate it out the next day, and like it's almost like your body just gets used to the abuse for three, four days, and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I know what's coming. You get past the shock of being sore again, and then it's just like you wake up and you're ready for it, and then you're just like easier to get warmed up. You feel good on your board, like you got your balance. Like, yeah, it was amazing, man, and and uh, I'm hyped that we got to come down uh, your way and, and crash at your on your floor, and that was really rad. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, of course, anytime. Yeah, I'm bummed I didn't get to make it back down to Oceanside, but I was like, at least I get to kick it while you guys were up here. Yeah, I mean, we got a shred, so. And, uh, yeah, it was a big deal, because, like, for Billy, that was his first time in Cali. He actually's trying to go out there again, man. I don't know if you know anyone who's, like, got space or whatever, but I know he's trying to figure out where to be where, like, it's not a party house, it's just skateboarding, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he could just link up with you if he's, like, around the area. You could take him out skating once or twice. I mean, if he could just get to Long Beach, there's enough places here. There's so many transplants where there's, like, like there's this one house close to downtown. It's almost like a, it's like a five-bedroom. And it's not even that expensive, dude. It's, like, 1800 bucks for a five-bedroom, which is insane out here. Yeah. Like, everybody can pay 300 for a room. And it's almost like a dorm. Like, you walk in. 
and there's like four or five doors on each side of the hallway. It was like a little dorm room, and it's all skaters. And like in the past probably two and a half years, there's been like 20 dudes that have like come in and out of there. It's just like stays the skate spot. It's really cool. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so if you divide that up, it's 360 each amongst five people. So yeah, that's it's like chill. chilling. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. And then utilities would probably be way cheap because everyone's splitting it. As long as you can get people that are on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just sick how people like cruise in and out. Like it's like a month to month thing within the skaters and the and the guys who are like taking care of the place is pretty cool. It's cool, man. How do you like living in Long Beach? I know that's like, um, it's a uh, kind of like a mecca, you know. Like Long Beach is definitely like hit it up when you go. Like we we went to San Diego and Long Beach when we came out to Cali, you know. And then mm-hmm. I know a lot of pro skateboarders and uh, Cherry Parks right there. How do you like Long Beach? I love Long Beach, man. If I were to live anywhere in Southern California, it's going to be here. It's just like, it's it's a good mix of people. It's very diverse. Um, And there's a lot of good independent business going on here. And a lot of people like in their 20s and 30s that are making shit happen. Hell yeah. Um, It's not a lot of like franchise. It's kind of like, I say it's kind of like San Francisco of Southern California. People are going to be like, God damn you, how? Yeah, everybody up north is like, Southern California. (laughs) (laughs) NorCal's tight, though. (laughs) I love that. It's like everybody in NorCal's bummed on on SoCal, and everybody in SoCal's like, NorCal's tight, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I, I never really kicked it in San Diego before. Like, I had gone to San Diego. I lived in Long Beach, and I would go to San Diego and skate, but I never stayed in there for, like, two weeks like that, and I really enjoyed it, man. Like, holy shit. Um, There was one part that Timmy took us to where you're rolling up over a hill. Uh, you're driving on the road, and it comes up over a hill, and you see the ocean in front of you, and you literally can see the ocean if you look all the way left. And then you got you can see the ocean where the ocean and the sky meet and they make that line. You can see it 180 degrees all the way from the left. And then as you pan across, the whole pano is just that line. It remind me of like what's the one with uh Jim Carrey, Bruce Almighty, like where he gets. Um, oh no, what was it? Truman where, Show. Truman Show. He gets to the end. Yeah. It, dude, it was so surreal for me. I was like looked all the way 180 degrees from left to right, and it was just that thin line where the ocean met the sky. And I was like, this is a trip. We're in a prism. Like what the fuck? We're in- <laughs> Like, I felt like I was in a snow globe, like, in the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was so beautiful, man. I-, I kept taking everybody, like, the dudes on the team, like, Billy, the younger dudes, and Goonin, and, like, just making them go to the ocean and look at it. Like, whenever we were sore and tired, I was like, we're going to, like, go. I'm putting my feet in the ocean. We're going to at least go near the water and stare at, like, how massive and surreal it is. Like Just the concept of, like, yeah, you guys always see... You live on the east where the sun rises, and then we're over here on the west where you can see it set. You could put your feet in a whole different ocean, you know what I mean? Like, that shit's crazy. I remember going to Portugal, um, like, in a couple years, like, five or six years ago, we were with Louis, and you've trapped, you've been to Portugal with Louis. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, Hi. and I remember um, going into, we were at the beach in, like, somewhere south of Lisbon, and we were just chilling in the ocean, and... He just, like, took his shoes off and, like, was just, like, chilling with his feet in the ocean. And he was, like, pretty much saying how he's, like, trying to put his feet in, like, every sea and ocean and, like, all the sides of the... You know what I mean? He's, like, okay, I've, like, put my feet in the ocean on, like, the Atlantic Ocean on, like, the east coast of America. I put my feet on the Atlantic Ocean on, like, the west coast of Europe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I put my feet in the ocean and, like, 
the uh, Pacific Ocean and the West Coast of California and then do it like in Japan or, you know, I don't know. Like, I thought that was cool how he no, just little sentimental things and like, you got to do it, dude. Absolutely. That's what I was telling my young book, Billy Drown. I was like, dude, it doesn't get any realer than this. Like, put your feet in the fucking ocean on the other side of the country. I was like, when you go home, you can say you have been to the other side of the country and you put your feet in their water in like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or our water, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like country, like, that's as real as it gets. Like, you could be like, oh, I ate in and out and all that shit, but just to like, uh, you know, like the simplicity in it is like beautiful. Yeah, you're like on the beach and you're like, wait, like you go home and you're like, I was on the beach. Why the fuck didn't I put my feet in the water? Like, just to say you did it, it's as real yeah. as it gets right there. Like, that's it. That's you, yeah. other water, the dirt, the earth. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? So, um, they can't bring that to the East Coast. Like, you could bring in and out. It might not be as Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> but you can't bring the shoreline. <laughs> Dude, straight up. Whenever I go somewhere, whenever I go to like a river or something, especially living in Southern California, man, there's nothing. We've had a drought. Even when there's not a drought, they closed. Got some rain though. We got some rain, and that was like the first time in a few years that we got some like decent rain. But we don't have swimming holes. We don't have like natural rivers. We're like in the middle of the desert here, and then it's all so happy and shit. So they all the swimming holes and fishing holes that we did have, they closed down in the eighties and nineties because of lawsuits and liability and all that shit. Like I looked it up, I was like, why the fuck do we have nowhere to go hang out at? And that's everything was closed because. You know, one person got hurt and sued and game over. They shut everything down. Thanks so a lot, asshole. <laughs> so anytime I'm like out like Northern California, SAC, SF, anywhere, like what we did with you on that, we jumped off that bridge into the water. It's like anytime there's a, a body of water, we're hanging out. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get into my boxers and jump in this shit. I don't care if it's like 35 degrees, just get it, you know? Yeah, that was another thing, actually, when we were staying at Timmy's house. I want to sound like such a bitch to my East Coast friends right now, but we were staying at Timmy's house in sunny Southern California, San Diego. Um, <laughs> I, he had a hot tub in a pool in his like, community. So uh, we go in the hot tub every night after skating. So I think that helped us skate for 13 days straight. But um, I would make myself jump in the pool. And I'm going to sound like a bitch because the pool was so cold to me then. <laughs> it's three degrees now here. <laughs> really, I was such a, such a pussy. But uh, so... Every night, though, I would chill in the hot tub for, like, 20 minutes, whatever. we drink some beer, smoke some weed. Like, I'll just reflect on the day and, like, chill. And then uh, I would make myself jump in the pool. Like, and I started getting everyone to do it, too, because it would shock the shit out of me. Shock therapy, for sure. Yeah, it made me, like, I was like, I'm going to be present this whole trip. Like, like I might be faded, but I'm going to be present. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to wake myself up, shake. And, like, I enjoyed every second of that trip, like. Oh, such a rad trip. And I was psyched that uh, we got to go to Cherry. I was, like, hyped. And you you took some photos, man. I'm really hyped on the photos, and I've been sharing them on the all-I-need Instagram. Maybe that's a good way to kind of go into shooting photos, man. Uh, How'd you first get interested in that? Um, Skating, dude. Like, my my pops is a photographer. He did, like, advertising food photography. Wow, so he just shot a bunch of food and, like... Yeah, he's a dude that like made the shit look all good when it was fake like he had food stylists and he's like food the stylist. whopper and you're like the whopper never looks that damn good exactly dude <laughs> and the fucking food stylist would get paid like eight bills and like day rate 800 that's a day so fake that's such a funny title and they style yeah <laughs> food stylists dude they'd show up with like a briefcase and do like they have, do they have terms like for a chicken patty with a mohawk <laughs> like a hairstylist beef rib with sideburns like he's the stylist 
so crazy. They sh- so they they show oh. up with like a briefcase with like all these little utensils, like dentist utensils. Weird, you know, like the little tools, little picking tools and shit like that. So, um, yeah, they would just style the food, and my dad would just shoot it. And it was all film, and um, so I grew up like on set. With a lot of that shit, like wait, it was uh, film, film cameras, not like a yeah, film not, like pictures, not like video. Yeah, yeah, it was photo, and oh, it was all photo. film. It was this was before digital, and it, so yeah. I'd hang it. Was was your dad like a Tebow with just like tons of rolls next to him because he'd just been shooting sequences of food all day? Dude, yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, look at all this money. <laughs> yeah, right. Ten bucks a roll. Um, it was crazy. So I, I grew up around that shit, and I'd help out, and it was cool to see that aspect. Like he worked for like some pretty big companies like Baskin Robbins and El Pollo Loco and like fucking some gnarly accounts, Orville Redenbacher popcorn, Damn, I love um, Burger King and shit. So did he, what do you have? What do you have for a camera? Um, it was like all this crazy, uh, fuck was it? Four by sixes and stuff. I don't even know. It was like some crazy old film shit where you like, like think you and like, I remember when he finally could hook it up to the computer computer and it was like mind-blowing you know what i mean like he had a dark room like in his spot in like his studio he had this giant studio so I, um i grew up around that shit and everybody was always like do you want to take over your dad's business I was like nah nah like i was into like playing basketball and then like eventually when i started skating me and my homies would like get a hold of our whoever's parents camera you know like vhs cameras we'd like cruise around the vhs and film each other which was sick because the vhs always had the, <laughs> the, the, the handle on top so you could kind of film it like a vx even though it's no lens it's like the, and then, a cam like <laughs> dad, dad cam or on your shoulder and then eventually we got the high eight camera so we were like fucking around with the high eight camera and then eventually i was like yo pops like you got any like cameras that i could take to like shoot photos of my homies and so he like laced me up with a like little thirty five millimeter camera, and it's actually the one that I still have right now. He like just let me use it from time to time. Point. Like, yeah, like that um, film camera that not the tiny one, but one yeah. that I like with would the, always yeah, been around. I know which one you have. The Nikon. Yeah. So that's the same one that I was been. Hold on, hold on, Derek. Shooting that. I would like Jack. Yeah. Hold on, you're breaking up. One sec. All right. I can always edit this out if I want, you know what I mean? Or I could just talk over it. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, good? it's back. Okay, so I, w- I was like a TA for the film class in high school, and I would just like, um, they had black and white rolls of film for like two bucks that like the students could buy. So I would just like gank those and go shoot my homie skating because I was a TA. Damn, that's like, wait, what's a TA? Um, teacher's assistant. Oh shit! Yeah, obviously. So my senior year, so I did that, and I was never good enough in school to become a TA. Good for you though. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. It was just easy as fuck. I ended, I ended up doing it for the photo class, and I'd have to like mix the solutions, and I'd end up blowing it all the time, and it would like fuck people's like. Oh man, their photos. Yeah. Was like, like thanks a lot, Derek. Yeah. Great. I was like, oh, it wasn't me. It must have been the dude from the period before me. Uh, <laughs> the other TA. <laughs> yeah, right? That was yesterday's. Um, but yeah, so, and then, so I was like always stoked on shooting skate photos from the time I was probably like 15. And then I was kind of just more focused on the skating side of things. And um, then as soon as I got to start traveling uh, with skating, that's when it was like, dude, like, I need to be. I need to be shooting photos of stuff like this is it, you know, going on like one or two trips, not bringing a camera and then being like, 
Dude, blowing, all, all you know? I remember was like you guys came back from South America and you had some like beautiful photos. It was like, it was kind of like world was like Derek shooting the photos, I guess, you know, because you just have an eye for it, man. I I really enjoy all your photos, like um. Yeah, those South America ones with, like, the fingers and just, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's I really think cool. that was a big trip for me, too, for that, for photography, like, to, uh... I don't know, just going out there and shooting a lot and then coming... That that specific photo is one of those photos It's like, damn. Yeah. Like, I think that's a pretty good photo that that's, like, kind of moving. Like, I maybe I should, like, take this more seriously, you know? I think that trip was, like, a big part of it. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Do do you know um do you do you remember like when you first started shooting photos? Did you were you like self conscious or did you like I feel like it's like it's kind of exposing to show someone a photo that you might really be stoked on, and like just you know I mean whenever you apply yourself to any type of art or something and is, did you ever have any issues with that or is it something you were comfortable with because your dad was always into it or uh, I'm still like not comfortable at all with shootings you know what i mean like i go out shooting i'm trying to push myself uh my goal for this year is is to just try to shoot like five days out of the week like when i was younger and it was like look like i'm only working 15 hours a week i'm dropping out of fucking college like i gotta skate you know what i mean like i've got it if i wake up and i'm sore nobody's around like i still gotta go skate yeah you know and i just need to take that same mindset and that's what i'm trying to do this year where it's like i'm trying to go out every single day and just just learn and experience and you know find i just bought a new lens like you know get that shit down figure out like the best ways to use that the most efficient ways and so i'm still very insecure with like everything <laughs> i shoot like i go shoot gigs now and i'm like shooting models and they're like oh can i see some of the shots and i'm like <laughs> like sifting through that shit like oh these are all garbage let me find a good one to show <laughs> So, yeah, but I mean, like, after everything's said and done, you can, like, work with them, touch it up on Photoshop and make something look cool. But I'm still learning. It's just a huge learning process to me. It's like skating. It's, you know, I'm never going to master. I'm never going to master photography. Nobody's. And it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. And the one thing that I think it's interesting, it's it's kind of similar to the inse- like the insecurity thing. But it's like I'll definitely shoot something I'm super stoked on and then. Um, and this goes for all art, like I'll shoot something I'm super stoked on and like nobody gives a fuck about it. But then there's like, there's a photo that I'll shoot that like, I'm, I'm on my way to fucking go get this roll of film processed and I have like one more exposure and I'm in the alley and I'm just like, I'll just shoot this palm tree and I shoot that palm tree and then like somebody buys that print from me or like. You know, it's a full burner photo. Like, I literally just shot that because it was the last slide on the on the roll. And I was like, fuck, I don't... I, let's just finish this roll. And it was the most thoughtless photo. And it just gets, like, 500 notes, 500 likes on Tumblr. And, like, you know, it's crazy. But it's yeah, like, you do a trick... Sometimes yeah, it like, seems like... It, sometimes it can feel like you get in your own way, you know? Like, sometimes the, the thoughtless one is, like, the more natural one. So it's like, you know, actually... There's no pressure. You're just kind of just popping a photo compared to, like, oh, let's set all this up and da-da-da. It's like... I mean, I compare it to skating, too, when you were talking exactly. about that. I was thinking about when I film a trick. Like, I sometimes I'll go out and I'll work so hard for this trick. I'll go back three times to get this trick. And then it goes by on my part and no one comments. But then, like, something that I just got one day, luckily, and landed or whatever, that's the trick that people are hyped on or was it yeah you know that's art man yeah yeah exactly it's like very spontaneous like it's it's, like 
everybody ha- looks at it differently. You know what I mean? And like they don't have the attachment to that trick that you had because they didn't like earn it. They just, you know, they just like the aesthetic of the other one. A perfect example, like a musician. Like a musician could put the heart and fucking soul. Like Nas can like write the rewind song where he writes an entire song backwards, Dude. and then like. Every, everybody's just gonna love the Uchi Wally Wally song because <laughs> it was on the radio. Nas is like, <laughs> yo, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking to one of his homies and they were talking about Nas. They were like naming Illmatic and songs off of there and shit. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, cause he's like 40 something years old. You know what I mean? I'm like, you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I barely heard you on that one. But yeah, I was like tripping because I was like, these dudes are like, could be my dad's age, I guess, and they're talking about Nas. Like, you know, you're getting into the future, or you're getting things are changing. Things are changing. Dude, yeah, I heard that. I was that was really interesting when when Rogan was like naming off the albums in a row. Yeah. He's like, he's like it was Illmatic, and then it was I Am, and, <laughs> and it was Damn Son. Yeah, it should caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that because, and I always, you know, what pissed me off on that one. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was which one was that? Who did he have on? I don't uh, even know. Uh, I don't, I don't I think. remember. It was like one or two back. But uh, you know, what pissed yeah. me off on that was uh, Joe Rogan because he clearly did, uh, no no disrespect to Joe Rogan, but he don't know his hip hop because he was like the only white rapper he could thought could think of that gets respect is Eminem. And all I wanted to be was like Brother Ali, dude. Imagine if Joe Rogan heard about Brother Ali, like an overweight yeah. albino Muslim rapper that is just on point, like with the truth and nails it. One of the best. Yeah, he's so so funny. Yeah, I wanted to You'd have him on podcast. What's that? You'd have him on the podcast. Oh, I would. I went to one of his concerts, man. He came to Providence, and I went and saw him. And Brother Ali shut it down. He like put his heart and soul in, into the show, and then he came down off the stage and just shook hands, and then broke out. Like just walked into the crowd. So like so cool. That's so dope. But uh. Yeah, I'd love to have him on the podcast. That would be amazing. But I wanted to, like, write Joe Rogan and be like, dude, Eminem, are you this? Like, yeah, yeah, Eminem, get, you know, he's sick. You should. Just do hit him on Twitter. Just He responds to that shit. Just be like, yo, you said something about the only white rapper. You'd like this dude. Yeah. And that's how that's how Joe finds everything because people just put him on to shit. Yeah, I'm going to write, like, overweight, albino, uh, Muslim rapper. Spits truth. <laughs> unbelievable spits truth. lyricist spits truth. <laughs> Dude, I bet fucking he'd be into it. That's how he found like Shooter Jennings and all those other people he has on his podcast and people just tweeting him his yeah. information. Yeah, he and he's open to it. What do you think? What do you it. think about doing a podcast, man? I know we talked about it a little bit with um. I think maybe, did we talk about it pertaining to caffeinated kitchen or I feel like you you you're like easy to talk to and I feel like it would be sick, man. I want more people to do it. I mean, that's why I got this thing because I planned on doing it. Um. I just never, I haven't actually got around to doing it. I have one buddy that me and him can sit here and have conversations like this for hours. And so we talked about doing something together where it's just who gives a shit. It's just us. We can have whoever we want on. It's just, it's like an excuse to meet up for an hour and talk and then have somebody on or meet up once a week and talk and have another guest. So yeah, that's something that's still up in the air. Um, there's been like two or three times where I was like really juiced on it and wanted to get it together, but I just wanted to come up with a name and I never came up with a name. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you come up with like a title for you and your homie where it's like, because like if it's like, what, I don't know your homie's name, but if it was like 
F- fu- the Fook, Fook and Matt, I don't know, Fook and Matt hour or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or not even an hour, however long. Fook and Matt 15 minute rant or something, just <laughs> the rant. That'd be sick, Bill Burr style. Yeah, Bill Burr's podcast is amazing. It's just like him solo. That's very brave. I've thought about doing that a few times, but I just kind of chicken out each time. Cause it's just, just me. I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I'll run out of shit to talk about in 10 minutes. And he's established himself as like, his own style, yeah. which is so good. Like, you just, people pay to watch him rant on a stage anyway. It's, like, fucking great. Yeah, his pod, his new stand-up is amazing, too. It's on Netflix. It's filmed yeah, that, black and white. It's awesome. Make sure you check it out. Dude, oh, he's some funny shit, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I think you should, man. How, what's going on with Caffeinated Kitchen? Anything new? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of new stuff in the works. Um, Actually, my chick's been going like pretty hard the last few months and well actually let's start at the beginning man just kind of tell tell us how uh jen came to form uh your lady jen came to form caffeinated kitchen uh basically my chick um she's had a blog for like a few years and i think it's called the caffeinated kitchen and um she ended up selling pastries to this pretty sick craft coffee shop here in long beach called lord windsor Sick. And um, is that, that was is that where you sent us? Yes, I think that's couches? where I sent you guys. The couches? No, that's not where I sent. No, you went to Royal Cup. Okay, <laughs> like right right next to my house. That place is sick too. It's like really homely, but um, yeah. Uh, they just mentioned something about vegan pastries, and Jen's like, I could bake them. She's not vegan or anything, but she, you know, she used to make them for Chuck going over to the barbecues. Yeah, and uh. So that happened, and, you know, she was, like, baking their pastries for, like, a year and a half, and then I was like, let's do something with this, you know? Yeah, it's all... And um, so slowly, organically, like, started, you know, we started Instagram doing all this shit. Like, we started the Instagram, like, when uh, we were out there for the East Coast tour for World. Yeah. Which was, like... I think you were on the phone with her, and you were, like, getting it going. Yeah, so that's, like, when it originally started happening and just slowly, slowly, slowly messing around, having some fun, making a couple stickers here, and you know, a couple runs of stickers here and there. And then the last couple months, um, she decided to ramp it up, and she, like, got the business license, and she got the certified kitchen. Because there's it's the cottage food law, at least in California. You're allowed to cook vegan. You're allowed to, like, sell vegan food cooked out of your own kitchen because you're if you have a license you can do it out of your own kitchen because you're not working with like um animal product yeah so she got certified for that somebody an inspector came and checked out our kitchen and make sure there was no dead cows anywhere yeah you know no dead cows (laughs) chicken goop and shit everywhere um so we just ended up picking up that uh another account there's a new there's a new cafe in long beach called rose park roasters off fourth street and um it's fucking a really sick cafe and they picked us up and we have, um, our Instagram has been killing it. Like our social media getting like 600 likes on some photos of donuts and shit. Yeah. And we have like amazing man for those, sorry to cut you off, but for those that want to check it out, you could either go to my Instagram at Anthony Shetler and check out the photo, uh, of the stickers. Um, I like the fuck yes coffee sticker. So rad. And then, uh, or you can go to the caffeinated kitchen, on Instagram at the caffeinated kitchen and check out all the cool photos, man. It's so sick. Yeah. So it's basically a, just a, um, it's like a coffee inspired related, um, 
like pastry company. I guess that's what you could call us. Yeah, and it, and it, you guys have good branding. I really like it. It's um, she, you guys have really good style, and it kind of shows through the through the brand. It gets me really excited whenever I see caffeinated kitchen stuff on Instagram. It really stokes me out. And then you guys actually sent me some stuff too uh, before Jen sent some. Uh, I can never remember the name of it, but to dunk it in the coffee. What is it? Biscotti. Biscotti is so damn good. Dude, the vegan biscottis are. Whew. Yeah, to die for, man. So that's cool. But so what's in the works now? Just kind of a. Uh, just uh you got stickers you got the website up and going we got stickers we got beanies we have like our camp coffee beanie uh stick camp coffee beanies like leather labeled beanies and shit you guys can check that out on the website it's just the website's the caffeinated kitchen.com oh um, at it right now okay so the beanie um it's that maroon color and it's got like a leather patch on it yeah we have like black charcoal and maroon Damn. we're almost sold out of the black though but that looks awesome um, so we got those, um, we're just going to be focusing kind of on networking, I guess, and opening some more accounts. We, a lot of people have been emailing us. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, portfolio in Long Beach, like, yeah. yep. dude, they emailed Jen yesterday, just wanting to try some out and potentially pick it up. And if she picks up portfolio, they own two places, two of the biggest cafes here in Long Beach. She'll probably just be able to do it full time. That should be insane. Uh, that's so rad, man. It's so cool. <laughs> so, um, I'm really proud of her. She just like really killed it in the last like three months. Um, so just that we're going to be doing like more events and then I want to get more merchandise and, um, work on a, like just more cool shit, dude. I want to make like, we were going to do mugs. I want to make like fanny packs. I want to make like all sorts of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want this to be our baby and I want to do what we want to do. You know what I mean? And I don't want to cater towards, anything else but like what we think is cool like and that's what i like about the brand is you can tell it's d- distinctly you guys it's like very cool style it's very it's yeah like you're copying all the anything else it's just an original thing you know mm-hmm. and like i we really love coffee and like i drink it too much like i don't even need to drink as much as i do it like fucks my, me up the amount that i drink it but we love it and we're not crazy coffee snobs or anything, but we just enjoy it and we want to make. What's a coffee snob? I've heard that term, but I never really like just super uppity about their coffee. I mean, it's just like right now there's a lot of craft um, things happening. Like there's people that are craft beer, yeah. you know, and they like brew their own beer. There's people in the craft coffee, so they only go to like certain places and all that shit's rad. Like don't get me wrong. Like yeah. just like we're fucking skateboard snobs you know yeah 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 just because we've been in the game so long and we understand it but like you have prep. i'm not basically i'm not core i'm not a core coffee person yeah whatever but we just really enjoy it and we want to make shit for people that enjoy it yeah you know awesome i like that yeah not quite the starbucks customer but if you fucking drink frappuccinos like yeah come fuck with us too you know like hell yeah it's it's cool like if you're down for if you're down for getting like a little bit of coffee to stimulate you to like push you to become creative or do whatever you do like that's what's up we do too (laughs) that's nailing it man (laughs) um yeah man uh i wanted to ask you also about uh mckendo and filmbot man what's been up with that what's up what's when's the last time you seen mckendo i haven't seen him in like two or three weeks because the holidays um he hit me up the other day. He went to like the Grand Canyon or something for. He went to like New Mexico for. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. He went on a road trip with his chick for 
the holidays and like slept in the fucking their car in like zero degree weather and shit i can relate dude i'm not <laughs> my car but if i went outside <laughs> so they went on some renegade shit so i don't even know how that like what's up with that I, I can't wait to hear about it but i know he just went to agenda i didn't make it down there i was kind of busy but uh, um i've seen the instagrams and i'm so like i couldn't make it neither because i just got back from like is that even did i just sound ghetto as hell i couldn't make it neither or is that is that proper it sounds fine to me, dude. <laughs> Don't thou <laughs> just like underlines, like autocorrect and underlines, like under your mouth the whole time you talk, because that would be me. <laughs> I uh, I saw all the Instagrams of people at agenda, and I couldn't make it because we did the Cali trip. I had to get back to work, but I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Always, I just want to be there, say what's up to the homies, and like. It's always hype to go to those things. That's cool that McKenna went. Did he uh, just go to walk around and check everything out? Or? Yeah, he did the FilmBot thing, and they're gonna they're actually starting a new distribution. Um, I saw that. I retweeted that. Um, uh, is, was him and James at the – did they have a booth or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were just walking around. It was funny, though. His Instagram post was the best. It was just, like, te- like typed out on notes, and it's like, if you're at Agenda, this is what our booth looks like. And it, it was the blonde-haired emoji dude and the mustache emoji dude. Oh, sick. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. So, yeah, they, they just walked a booth, or they just walked a show. They didn't have a booth, and they're going to start um, a distribution called VHS Distribution, which is going to be FilmBot, Death Lens, um, this brand out of Canada called Studio Skateboards. Yeah, that's what I saw. I retweeted it. I got hyped. I was like, that's really cool. Collaborating is always sick. It's uh, that brand that this dude, Jai Bell and Russ Milligan and Wade Fife and a bunch of like Canadian legends. So um, I I know Wade Fife and Russ Milligan. And who was the other one? The dude, his name's like Jai Bell or like J J A I. And that's like the dude who he's like has a board and he like runs it all and does the whole red. So it's going to be sick, man. Russ Milligan uh, used to ride for City, right? Mm-hmm. City and Think. Wade Fife, he, he uh, has a... Does he have, like, Afro? His parts are so gnarly. He's like Mulatto, right? He's not... Yeah, he's, like, was always on, like, DC Canada and Chocolate Canada and shit like that. Yeah, he had style, too. I, I like that dude as well. He like, short, kind of with, like, a little loose Afro, and he was just, like, mad pop and doing all this crazy shit. Steez. What's up, Elwood? Oh... He's just charging, man. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. So, uh, so that's, did they all just, these are small brands that are just working together? Is that what the idea is? Yeah. So, um, and then also he's going to distribute DVDs. Oh, really? So, so he was distributing Outliers, Transworld Outliers. He was distributing Happy Medium 2 for, or 3 for a bit. He was distributing the Skate Rat video. So he's going to be helping to distribute a lot of independent um, skate videos well, we're in actually, transit. We're actually working on a video right now. I mean, since I ride for FilmBot, maybe he'll work with us for the next All I Need video. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he'd help out, man. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to just keep like the core independent shit like under that one house. So, hey, while well, I got you on blast, would you be down to have some tricks in the in the video? Yeah. Yes. I know Dan's got a couple things for me. It's at all HD. Um. I don't know. You'd have to call and talk with Dan. He's the man, so... Okay. Well, I know I've got that one ledge line in Providence that he filmed, and then I got... I'll consent over another single or something like that. You know, I'm always down. That was the last coverage I had. You got time, too, because we're not... Elwood, chill out, man. He wants the video out now. No, okay. Um, 
Edward, I'm on Skype. You're being rude. Cut it out. Derek's pissed off, man. Get your ducky. The video's gonna have to wait, Elwood. Yes, I you want it out now. Is that what he's like? I'll now, now. <laughs> no, Elwood, we need time. So I was thinking like midsummer, so you know you can get spring. I mean, you're in Cali, so you got time to go skate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got skate right now. <laughs> it's nice. I'll go put a long sleeve on and just hit the streets <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, but we all like. So I'm thinking a full part from Goonan, full part from Timmy, full part from me and Billy, and then we'll have a flow section with like the young buck dudes that I have, and then we'll throw like. We'll get the homies to have a homie section and put it all together. I'll get some stuff from Westgate, Zara, and you. It'll be tight, man. That'd be great. Bunch of homies. Hopefully Donnie's Boys down. Yeah, hopefully Donnie's doing all right. I saw on his Instagram he hurt his knee. He had like surgery. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it was, but uh, I gotta hit him up and kind of fall. Maybe it'd be a good time to do another podcast with him. I was writing a list. I was writing a list of people for the podcast tonight. You want to hear it? Yeah, Skype, now that you got the Skype going. Yeah, exactly. Now that I got Skype, I started thinking of, like, all these characters that I was like, I could get these dudes on the podcast. Imagine all these interviews. Just picture this, Derek. First of all, let me start off. Corey Duffel. Right away. Be amazing. Yeah, interesting dude, like, into crazy punk rock music. Like That's, like, 20 years of, like, in, in the industry. Destruction. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. It gets better. I hope I can get all these. I'm hyping myself up so much, but I'm going to hope these dudes are down. Jimmy Carlin. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be entertaining. I was thinking of people that have personality and character. They're amazing at skateboarding, but also, like, that's why I was like, I want to do one with Derek because I know Derek can ham it up, and he's just, like, mm-hmm. got cool things going on. So I was like, now I started, it was getting the wheels turning, and I was like, who are these people? All right, ready for the next one? Louis Barletta. Oh, my Talk God, that would be amazing. He has... Endless, right? Endless. I don't know if stories. I, Uncle Louie, dude. Uncle Louie's got all the stories. The only thing I'm concerned about is I don't know if all these dudes know how to work Skype. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how many people use Skype. So hopefully I can talk them through it, or they already got it down. Um, I got Ryan Gallant, which would be sick. East Coast. That would be sick, especially just drop that new video part. The kickflip back nosebone and shit. That expedition video just came out. It'd be sick. Yeah, did you see the video on, I think it was Heliclips, where it was uh, uh, behind the scenes of the kickflip nosebone? No, I didn't see that. I should check it out. It's like him with his kid, and he's just like, they're asking him questions. Like, he drove up there specifically to, like, try it, you know? It was, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, in the video, he was like, I didn't, I didn't say, like, I was going to do it. I just said, let's go see if I can try, you know? And he had never skated it before. So cool. You should check it out. It's on Heliclips. Um... All right, the last two that I had today was Chris Naracco. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, somebody interview him yeah. instead of him interviewing. Watch him just turn it around on you. If he just <laughs> turns it into an interview on you, he's, like, so smart. I feel like he's <laughs> just going to make fun of me, but I hope not. Because I'm so used to all his interviews. And, like, he actually, last time he interviewed me, at the end of it, I was like, Chris, dude, what, like... Dude, why like you didn't come at like that was a good interview you didn't you didn't make fun of me <laughs> you know why because you have enough shit to talk about yeah you know what i mean like you're not like you're not scared to talk about stuff like he doesn't want that like nba press conference interview to come oh well you know like you know writing for them was really nice thanks for the opportunity blah 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 like dude no like he wants to hear the real shit like and you don't, you already speak real shit, so he doesn't have to pull it out of you, you know? Yeah, and I was like, because I, I was a fan of all his interviews, and uh, he should have a podcast. I wonder if he does. I'm going to, maybe that's what I convinced him to have one, too. But, um, yeah, I was so, I was like, wow, I thought he was going to go in on me, because I always, but I'm glad, because we're friends, too, you know? So I was hyped that he talked about some real stuff. Oh, and then the last one was uh, Patrick O'Dell. 
Oh. Another interesting. See, that would be hard to interview all the dudes that do the interviews. Patrick would be rad because I have some history with him. Like, uh, he was on fibro trips back in the day with us, and he knows, like, mutual friends. And I had asked, What did he do on the trips? Did he just, like, oh, go to write? Shoot for th- oh, he's a photographer, right? Yeah. Yeah, one of my first photos in Thrasher, Odell shot in New Bedford. It was at the courthouse, Smith Grind. Um, still really stoked because I never thought I'd be in Thrasher magazine, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I figured he would be a rad one because he's been on tours and he's homies with all these epic dudes, you know, and he'd probably have countless stories, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was my list. Oh, and actually the last one, which I'm doing next week, is um, this one is actually going to happen because I, I talked to him today. Um, Susky, Aaron Susky. Oh, that one's going to be great. You guys got a lot of history, too. Yeah, we have history, but also I just want to talk about his Volcom trips, like all the people he skated with, all the places. America. America, New York. That dude's been a world traveler. The, the Susky grind. He's one of the guys that trick named after him. Yeah, he was telling me today because he has a daughter, and he was saying he was at her school, and like he's been helping out there. And uh, I was like, he's like, yeah, the kid's like saying what's up to me and stuff. And I was like, what did they come up and ask you if you could do a stale fish for him? <laughs> he's like, nah, they don't know about that yet. <laughs> Cause that dude's got a mean stale fish. They don't even know that that's the dude. That's the Susky dude. <laughs> They're named after him. that motherfucker. That Ollie over back tail. He oh, won. Tempo, right. He won. That was like Chris Sen was the gnarliest dude ever. Just gapping to board slide winning contests. Yeah. I remember that. Like he was winning like slam city jam gap to board slide and then Susky's in like Tampa Am and like gap to back lip and back tails that shit so just man. he was always a man shuts it down he came into skating as a man and he you know what I mean he just came into the world as a man sounds like yeah. some East Coast shit he's just a big ass dude that has such a unique style and such a cool personality one of the most laid back dudes I'm really excited to do the podcast with him um, yeah I'm <laughs> so to listen to that that's cool man um let me see I kinda got what else what else are you on a time did I just Oh, no, okay. We we got 52 minutes, and I got to make some dinner tonight, but uh, okay. was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Anything particular? Or? Dude, that fucking Jankum thing was tight. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, you re- I'm psyched that so many people gave me positive feedback. It was really surreal. I didn't even know what to say. I just kept saying thank you, you know what I mean? It's like an insane amount of feedback, huh? Like, yeah. Jankum's the shit. Jankum's like... Jankum is the shit right now. Dude, everyone loves that. And they, and they, rightfully so. I mean, they do some of the best interviews. Like, um, he just nails it. He just nails it, you know? He just, I don't know. The way he asks the questions. What's that dude? Ian something? Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know his last name. But yeah, you're correct. Um, he's the man, dude. I, he's just really good at interviewing and he takes it serious, which is like, you can see it in the quality of it, you know? Even just down to the title of the articles, you know? Like, I don't know. Everyone I've read, or I've just been really like, dude, this is like... And this, so when I got the chance to do one, I was like, oh my god, it's going to be sick. Dude, I that shit's like, up there, yeah. Yeah, I felt like um, when I read it and it came out and everything, I was like, this is the interview I've been trying to have for years. Yeah. No no, no offense to any uh, anyone else who's interviewed me, but like, I think just with my growth and like understanding what's happened to me and what I'm trying to do, like is all come to a point in that interview. You know what I mean? Like the clash of my life and my back life and what I'm doing now and my as I get older I start to understand things a little better. So I think it just and he nailed it with all the right questions, you know? Well think about you're having interviews. Think about these fucking skater kids who are out there and you're getting interviewed. You are a fucking kid. Yeah. You don't even you don't even know yourself. 
you're if still that, in the process of finding you're finding out who you are and you're answering all these questions that is put into a publication you know for a bunch of kids to read yeah and, um, and, and like eyes and scrutinize <laughs> yeah and like you're and yeah you're definitely at that point where you've like you understand everything that's happened to you and you're where you know you're where you you're at and where you're supposed to be and everything so now when you do the interview it's like just all truth um what was the one interview you had back in the day it was like a big brother inter no um this was it a thrasher am issue or something like that like where you spoke about like your family and i remember reading that like oh you're talking about my new jack in the skateboard mag when i wrote for birdhouse i had like a nolly crook down that 14 in sf or 13 yeah sequence opened it up and it's like um i think that's what you're talking about that one that's the one you talk about you talk about like driving from arizona to florida and the u-haul and shit like that was that that interview yeah i believe so i'd have to go back and read but i, I think that's the one for sure yeah that was i remember reading one interview where it was just blew my fucking mind i was like oh my and i remember meeting you back in the day you walked into giant you just skated right up to me and you're like what's up Derek?" and i like we never met before and i was like have we it got me thinking like have we met before and i just don't remember i was <laughs> i was just a fan because like i watch all the videos like i still nerd out on videos i, so I don't do it as much now but when i i'll go i'll like feet starve myself from watching videos and then it'll just explode one day and i'll watch videos all day and i'm like oh i get caught up on my like nerd skate nerd side i'm like mm -hmm. so even back then i was watching all the videos and all the content and photos and like just so i felt like i knew you <laughs> well yeah and like being from out here just or at least how i grew up i don't know if that's just the out here thing or how i grew up but just somebody just like cruising up to you and like you guys know who you are mutually and so you know, you see this shit happen in skateboarding where everybody knows everybody, but some people, the first time you meet them, they just they come up to you and like, "What's up, dude? Like, what's going on?" Yeah. Like, you already know them just because you watch their skating so much, and and that's how you were. You just skated up to me like we were already homies. And then I remember, like, always remember that about you. And then remember, like, reading that interview and being being blown away. I mean, it's pretty much everything you talk about in your Jenkum interview. You know? Yeah, I think I just like it was more in this newest interview. It was more like I understood it better. I have like a a, a better outlook and uh, maturity. I think I don't know. I was stoked on it when I read it. I was like, he nailed it, and I feel like it, I I don't know. I feel like it's I don't need to do another one. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know, but he nailed. Like you it. just finally got out everything that yeah yeah that you need to say exactly how you need. It. It's just the perfect time. Everything came together with all I need and where you're at in your life is perfect. That was just dope, dude. Thank you so much, man. It means a lot. Hold on, real quick, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that, Ramsey. We miss you. <laughs> I wish you were here, Ramsey. <laughs> I know, man. He's about to have a baby any day. He's gonna burst. What? I am, but his lady's gonna pop any day. So uh. uh Papa I remember what I wanted to tell you, Derek. So the place I, I did the float tank. Did I, I told you that, right? You did. Jen got me a fucking gift certificate for Christmas to the float lab, dude. Oh, <laughs> actually, one he talks about in the to crash, son. Go hang out with crash. <laughs> yeah, so I did it. Um, and it was awesome, man. It was so amazing. And uh, so the place near me, they had like a uh, eleven session deal for like under thirty dollars each. So I got it, and I'm taking all my homies. Oh no way. I would blow all their minds. We we rise together. I took all the people that I like, all the kids and team riders and people that I talk to, and like, and I want to give them that experience, like that first. Oh my time. Like, god! So like, imagine like these like eighteen, nineteen year old kids like getting to experience that at such a young age, and like, oh my, yeah, exactly. And there's no pressure. I've already explained to them and everything, and it's like, I'm hyped, dude. So uh, Saturday, I'm taking my homie Nick Barth, Billy Drown, Corey Goonan. 
Andrew Buckley. I'm not taking them all this Saturday, but I'm taking yeah. one at a time with me. And then um, who else? Rant. I don't know who the hell was it. I don't know. But anyways, I got a bunch, and it's going to be sick, dude. So we're going to have some podcasts. We're definitely talking about dude, um, fresh perspectives. And how many How many tanks do they have at the place you're going to? Oh, dude, see? You're funny. <laughs> yeah, because you're in California. Like, oh, Float Lab. You got a whole no, Float Lab. Only has two. Up. What? They only have two tanks at Float Lab. Oh, where? So, so it's backed up like six months. All right, so check this. So I, if I fucking make a reservation, I can't go to like April or like fucking may from now that's crazy there's got to be other ones though well there's um they just opened a new one that has like four tanks so maybe that'll go by a little faster but um but yeah it's just like so booked up because this place is 40 bucks for two hours that's insane oh that's amazing like 120 for one hour it's like i've heard of places that are like nuts the place i went was 60 bucks for an hour and i was like or 60 for 50 minutes 50 minutes um oh so get this so I, I there's no places and there's gonna be a place in Boston opening up I guess but uh the one place I found was right outside Boston in Boylston and I was like uh what was it called oh, I can't remember right now crystalline matrix I believe dot com but um yeah so she does a bunch of other stuff there but I show up and it's just a house in a neighborhood <laughs> I'm like what, what? and I'm like freaking out because I'm like already like I'm gonna be locked in a tank you know cl- closed in the tank with like floating and vulnerable in someone's basement yeah so i roll up and she comes out on the second deck and is like oh you can just go down in the basement i'll be there in a minute and i'm like i'm going into it. and it's i like go to the basement take strip off your clothes yeah and, ah! and I, I i had vertigo for a long time we talked about it before so i smoked weed and i got my certificate and all that shit so you can't do shit sons all right it's legal <laughs> um, so um so right before I go in though, I got really high because I'm like I'm doing this right because I've been listening to podcasts and they're like yeah, so you gotta do. So I'm like right, yeah. I'm gonna go in and freak myself out. So I go into this lady's basement high as shit, <laughs> <laughs> and she shows me like her ice, her like basically it looks like a, I don't know like when out in front of the grocery stores the the ice chest you know where you open them up with the lid. It's like one of those that you climb into basically and lay down and. um first 20 minutes in there floating with no gravity the water is the same temperature as my body so i have no feeling of touch i got wax on my ears like weird wax plugs so i can't hear anything i'm in the tank it's closed there's no light and you can't open your eyes anyways because it's salt water so and i've been splashing around i had salt and i did open my eyes and burned it for 20 minutes i was like ah, that's a fucking 800 pounds of salt water um, so i'm laying there first 20 minutes freaking out like they could lock me in here she could open the lid and stab me this could be all a ruse just to like kidnap people or kill them yeah, right? thinking of every horror movie that i've ever seen and then i'm like then like after 20 minutes my rational side kicked in and was like dude seriously like this is so much work to kill someone like <laughs> on, on the salt water <laughs> like you get in and you don't float you're like something's up here <laughs> <laughs> i just hit the bottom I'm like isn't there supposed to be 800 pounds of salt in here uh that's I'm, when you get worried someone and, and like she set up a whole spa in her basement it was like all you know, like, it looks all official, but it's just like, so, it was amazing, so, uh, I'm psyched that you got a certificate, man, you went, went so did you call and figure out a date? I didn't call, I need to call, Get, uh, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna eat an edible it's, and just fucking sink, it's the well, I'm not gonna sink, I'm gonna float, but. Yeah, you have no choice, it's the first time you get to hear yourself with, truly meet yourself, cause, like, you have an hour t- alone with nothing, no senses, like, it's all, you just get to hear your voice purer than you've ever heard it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, the only time yeah. is, like, it reminded me, after the first 20 minutes of freaking out and I settled and figured out how to float with no gravity for that long, it felt like lucid dreaming because I could think of everything clearly. I could, like, 
hear myself. You know, like even right now, I'm talking, it's quiet in here, but I can feel the chair on my back. My knees are kind of sore from skating. I'm a little, you know. So How did your body feel after? Because there, it, there's nothing. There's, so not only the magnesium and the salt that's going to help you like an Epsom salt bath, but on top of that, like, there's zero gravity, gravitational pull on your body. Yeah, your joints, like, stretch out. You can, like, relax. You can feel, like, all your muscles relax. That's oh what the first, the first 20 minutes is trying to get used to that because it's really weird. Like, your body's not used to – I wanted to lay on my side for a long time, and then I just figured out how to, like, breathe and stretch out a little. And then I settled, and what it felt like was someone was holding me under my knees and under my neck and carrying me like, like, like a baby. You know, I felt like I was in the womb. To be honest, I felt like I was in a ship to Mars, man, because I'm, like, picturing – I was asking Avatar and shit. Yeah, I was asking my homies today. I was like, "Would you go to Mars if it was like a six month travel? Like, you'd have to lose a year of your life traveling in like suspend in like dream state. It would seem so quick, probably, because like you would go to bed for six hours or eight hours, and then I'm more like six hours. But uh, you go to bed for like eight hours and you wake up, and it feels like it was just a snap of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a whole eight hours. So I mean. Imagine if they could put you in some sort of pod where, like, you just kind of stay in a dream state, and you, when you punch out, you're, it's six months later, and you felt like it was a snap. And you just got a beard and shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of control. Like the bathroom trim it because you got a date with the lady. <laughs> right? You're like, I haven't seen this lady in six months. Got to go clean up. <laughs> Looks like goddamn Tarzan down there. <laughs> so sick. No, but yeah, what, dude. I was asking my homie today. I was like, would you do it? It'd be a year of your life gone. Just like in a, you know, but you'd get it. Oh, and he was like, how long do I get to stay on Mars? I'm like, a weekend. So you get a weekend trip, <laughs> but you got to give up a year of your life. Would you do it? How about you, D? I wouldn't now. If I was, like, fucking 19, I'd do it. <laughs> I need every fucking minute I got now. You probably, Yeah, you probably spoiled a minute just getting high or drunk, like, when you're 19. <laughs> I mean, an, uh, uh, a year, just, like, partying or something. I'm yeah, right, right? It's for real. You just, like, forgot that year anyway, so you yeah. might as well just go do it. I'm sure it adds up to, like, a year. It like, just probably kept you out of trouble anyway. Yeah. Did you do it when you're 19? <laughs> I do when I'm 30. I'm like shit, dude. I got bills. What am I gonna do with my phone bill? <laughs> gotta update the caffeinated kitchen website. Like, geez, yeah, right. Okay, stuff. I got it all lined up for auto post for the next year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm really so stoked. You should call that place tomorrow. Don't slack because it's definitely. No, dude. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm so spontaneous with my life. It's like how I was. You hit me up yesterday. You want to do this? I'm like, well, let me let you know tomorrow when the day of. You know, so. Making something a plan like four months in advance is like hard for me, but I'm just gonna do it. Like that's the only way you're gonna be able to do it is if you just say it, set up the appointment, and then you'll make sure you go. You know what I mean? And then if I fucking like have to push it back, I gotta push it back. Whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can work around it because like basically you know that date you need to be busy. So if anything comes up, you gotta be like, I can do it the day before, or day after. Like you can make. And it's worth fucking every second of the wait for you know, sure. For real, because I'm telling you, like. I had my mini like freak out in there and then I it just made me realize that like nothing was that serious. You know, I got out of the tank feeling more rested than I had ever physically and mentally. And it just made me feel like it just made me be in the moment, you know, like I was so present in my own thoughts. And it was just it was comforting to know that I can think clearly, you know, because sometimes it's really hard to just think clearly and hear mm -hmm. yourself. So that's like just having that and then hearing your voice with nothing and just really knowing who you are kind of get into that center is like so crucial that's why i want to bring all the homies i'm like dude let's you can find your center real quick without having to do crazy shrooms or whatever you know it's like yes is it because you are in there for an hour so it forces you to like process everything 
in all your thoughts and get everything out until you're almost in a dreamlike state, and then you can just have like fluid thought. Sick. Uh, I'm like so juiced. Like I want one, and I haven't even done it. The like just hearing Rogan and everybody talk about it, it's like, dude. Like the problem is, it seems it's kind of addicting, but and it's so expensive. But I I saw that that there was a Kickstarter started, and now it got funded. And uh, you can buy one for like seventeen hundred for your house, and it's got a filtration system that plugs into the wall, a normal plug. It's got um, it's like a basically a swimming pool, but it's really designed really well, and it's got a tent that's like a pyramid, so the water doesn't drip down on you. Oh yeah, you know tell me about that. Yeah. yeah, and it's just you know you just gotta get the eight hundred pounds of Epsom salt and put it in, and just like I don't know where you get that BJ's maybe, but uh, <laughs> maybe they got a good connect, but. Uh, but then you got it, you know, and you could like any of your family, you know, if you like need some clarity or time to really just be separated and reach your center again, like it's it would help you. Like anytime you got overwhelmed too much, you could just like hit it. You know what I mean? That'd be so amazing. Like just having that, like if you had like siesta in Spain or some shit where everybody has like, they have, like a two and a half hour lunch, but it's just like, all right, everybody go to a fucking isolation tank for like or sensory deprivation for like. 45 minutes like at lunch everybody yeah. comes out just like so relaxed apologizing for like being an asshole earlier that morning <laughs> or you could like you could you know like uh joe rogan goes in with a purpose and like thinks about comedy and thinks about you know stuff so like marketing and like um just going in like thinking about caffeinated kitchen and like you know for me i thought about a lot of different stuff all i need i thought about my lady i thought about my family and it was just like i I had clear thoughts about it, you know what I mean? It was just like only, I could hear myself so perfect. There's no was sense. Just, was your sense of time just completely fucked? Dude, honestly, when I was in it, I felt like I was upside down at points. Like, because I can't see and you can't hear and it's like you're floating so you don't, I felt like I was tipping and spinning because like you're, you're fucking with your senses. So like. So dope. Yeah, it's insane. And then like after a while, I was just, yeah, when it, you know what's so funny was like the first 20 minutes, I almost wanted to lift the lid. I like had the thought and I was like my heart started racing a little bit and then I was just like you can't do it. you can't get out like sack up get past this <sighs> calm myself down get you know and then uh the last 40 minutes I didn't want to get out when she came by and tapped the side of the tank to let me know I was like damn I don't want to get out I just got to the dreaming part like I can think so clearly I'm so this time I think it's gonna be way tight because like hell yeah I know it's safe like I don't have to worry about that, and I can just get in and get comfortable for, like, five minutes, and once I get past the, that, then I can just get into, like, thought, you know? Absolutely. You're just going to have it, like, every time you go, go now, you get quicker and quicker, and, like, get to that place quicker and quicker. The center. Get to the center faster, for sure. Dude, fuck yeah. Well, next time, when I go do it, we'll have to do another one of these and talk about it some more. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. We definitely got to do more. And I actually got to go cook uh, some food for me and my lady right now. But, Derek, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I'm psyched that you were the first Skype one. That's what I was like. I need a homie that knows how to work Skype and that's willing to, like, work with me for the first one because I don't know what I'm doing. So I was like, first one I thought was you, man. And I was like, he knows how to ham it up and he's got cool shit going on. Caffeinated Kitchen. The Caffeinated Kitchen on Instagram, right, D? That's right. And then, uh, do, do you got um for the Caffeinated Kitchen? Is there a Facebook or a Twitter or whatever? We do. We have a. We just started a Facebook. Um, recently we don't have a Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We don't really do that much on Tumblr. But yeah, basically Instagram and our website and Facebook, the Caffeinated Kitchen. The CaffeinatedKitchen dot com. Yep. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Support good people. Support really cool stuff. Check out the Instagram. Check out the website. Um, 
I'm super stoked on it. I feel like I was like there at the beginning and you guys were talking about it and I just like as soon as I saw that Jen was doing and that you were hyped on it, I was just like, yeah, you guys got to do this. Like I just was stoked that you guys were doing it and it and it's cool to see the progression and it's cool to just see people not giving up on cool stuff, you know? And Oh yeah, man. I'm stoked for you guys. Congrats. Oh. Thank you, dude. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no worries. Appreciate it. And uh Ted, tell Red Brian I said what's up when you see him, all right? Of course, I'm, you know, I'll probably see him in the next day or two. So hyped to skate with Red, Red Brian when I was out there. He's the man. He's so good. He's the best, dude. What was that edit? So if people want to check out Red Brian, what was that edit? Um, it's called Red Brian's Center Stage. Yeah, it's so dope, man. He's so tall, so he has so much pop. And he's just, like, powerful dude. He's massive, and he just skates with a finesse and power that, like, it's crazy, right? Is that very unique. It's just very how, unique. How would you describe him? Like I, I'm amazed by it, dude. He's like a six foot five ginger, <laughs> yeah, with firebush that doesn't bend. He doesn't bend his knees, and then he can sit on like flat bars forever. He'll he'll sit in a grind for like twenty feet, and he doesn't bend his knees, and he's six five. It doesn't make any sense. But it looks so rad. He nails it. Like, when you say you don't bend his knees, that sounds bad, but it's... No, but in a good way, yeah, It yeah. looks so sick. Like, he's just so proper on it. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, and it's not like his arms are all, like, rolling the windows up. He's just so controlled, and it's just... it. Nobody else really looks like him on a skateboard, so it's just yeah. some unique shit, so... He's got, like, the finesse... It's like if... He has finesse, like, if if Shaq was able to hold, like, a single grape and not smush it. Like, that... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, somehow he can, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, Shaq like, smash. Like, like his finesse and control is, like, if Shaq was walking around with, like, a mouse in his pocket and the mouse didn't get smushed. Like, that type of, like, somehow... You're like, somehow, man. It's amazing. <laughs> Red, yeah, so check it out. Red Brian Center Stage. It's pretty cool three-minute edit. YouTube, right? Yeah, YouTube. Perfect. All right, Derek, have a good night, man. Thanks again. You too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Peace. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time.